Hello and welcome to another jam-packed, game-packed, meeple-packed episode of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. I am your host, Joey, plus H15, 15, V, Y, and Y, minus, no, oh my god, screw you, Sean! <laughs> I don't even know what the heck this Winner! is. It's all gibberish, it's like variables, I don't like math. For those at home, I used LeapSpeak for his uh, name today, and he, he failed his test. <laughs> I, I have one yes. recommendation. Yes. Turn on Sean's mic. Okay. Oh, it's on. Don't worry. It, the light is broken. Sean is still here, though. Don't worry. Oh, hey, hey. He is, of course, Sean at percent of Thing 12 Games playing uh, with I, my I'm sorry name. you misunderstood. I said turn off Sean. Off <laughs> mic. Turn off. All right, well, hold on one second. And, uh, nope, there we go. And, of course, Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's great. I've already screwed up my name, so, you know, we started off strong on episode number 111. Vicky B is on assignment, but today we will be having some special deliveries with the guys. And, of course, talking about all those crowdfunded games that we love to purchase online. Josh, how can the lovely Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Go to bjgeeknation.com and you get all the podcast, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. You can also check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, or odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Just search for BJ Geek Nation. That's all you got to do. You'll find us. You'll find our board game reviews. You'll find a lot of other great geeky news because there's been a lot of that. But you know what there has been a lot more of? Board games. Oh, yes. Because (laughs) it's been about a week, week and a half since we've last shared our lovely special deliveries. And as I know, you guys love to go to the front of your porch and pick up those brown packages. (laughs) Because... There's always a board Wait, game. What are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> was the doorbell ringing? The doorbell was ringing. And as a matter of fact, I think I. Well, that one got smashed. That's unfortunate. Uh, what have you guys gotten at your door? Uh, well, the one I got was... May I present to you my spy in the minute? Not a spy. That's me, though. Uh, I got Endless Winter, uh, the Paleo-Americans by Fantasia Games. Uh, this is a really big box game uh, where worker placement and you're uh, going out there and fighting each other and trying to survive and gather resources. Uh, really cool theme. Uh, art by Zebiko and... Uh, my, our good friend Johnny Pack uh, also worked as a developer on this, which was pretty cool. That was a big one. I was glad to see come in. Interesting. Uh, what kind of game did you say it was? Uh, there's worker placement. There's uh, going out and exploring. There's gathering resources. There's there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on in this game. About how long did that one take? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was oh. supposed to... I'm not even sure when it was supposed to come in. It was a little bit longer, but like... Really, most games right now off Kickstarter are taking longer just because of nothing, the whole pandemic and delays. nothing drastically. No, 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 it was nothing. Like nobody was like, "Oh my god, it's finally came." No, this it was game good. has one of the funniest peoples. It's like a guy in a little like sweatshirt with a giant pitchfork or, or like a stick of flame, flame stick torch. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking stick for. Of flame, stick of flame. Look out for the magic stick of flame. Yeah, so I'm excited to get this on the table. It looks really cool. Josh. Yes. I hear there's something at your front door. Special delivery! Oh! <laughs> ah! I got in Blood of the Northmen. Special delivery! And, <laughs> and the Test of Faith expansion by Zacha Games? Zacha! Yeah, this game funded way back in July of 
2021. And it just came in. But again, no major problems. Just pandemic. And as we said, we'd rather get the game late and in its entirety than early and without a rule book and missing the meeples. Yeah. And there was, by saying no major problems, there was no weird, no disappearing from the creators, no um, no weird shutdowns in production outside of what's normally reported. So, uh, yeah, this one's going to be good. This one kind of looks like a Warhammer 40K board. A lot well, what, of uh, forests, a lot of uh, rivers. What intrigued me is it's all tile placement, and that tells you everything you're going to do when you simply place a tile. Oh, my gosh. The tile placement, you know what that reminds me of? A certain game where you can fly into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that tile placement, Josh? I do. I love that game. <laughs> Sean? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The big bold sun that blows Zaya. everyone up. Sean calls it Zaya 11 because he's never gotten above that. Oh, I thought that was a special edition where you always roll 11. <laughs> nope, this is my top score. Unfortunate. <laughs> ah, well, uh, that game looks pretty good. I like the look and feel of it. Very, I mean, very much. Very, like, if you've seen any, like, kind of one of those tabletop uh, little meeple placing games, you know, similar to Warhammer 40K or anything like that, it is very much like that. Lord of the Rings artish kind of thing. Little, got little archers on top of castles, you know. Well, it's also by Carl Chudik, uh, who's got a name for himself doing games like. Uh, Jeez. Um, Glory to Rome was right. actually probably one of the bigger <laughs> ones that everybody knows. That sounds very familiar. Glory to Rome. Uh, next on the list, we have a man breaking through a door. Delivery! Ah! ah! <laughs> Sean, you have uh, more, I know. I do, I do. Uh, Sharks Feeding Frenzy came in. Uh, this was an interesting one. So the, um, the publisher, it's their first game. Uh, the designer is someone that's kind of worked in the periphery of games before. Just a really gorgeous art. I loved the concept of the game where you are basically the sharks and you populate this big ocean board with people and seafood and all sort of stuff. And you're basically competing with the other sharks to try and eat people and eat marine life and beat each other up as sharks do, question mark. Uh, really kind of silly, you know, kind of take that east sort of game. Okay, um, I'm looking at these meeples, Sean. These are real <laughs> sharks. If, my friend is like, deathly afraid of sharks. He is going to freak the F out. These are so good. Just really, really beautiful production. Um, so this one was weird when it arrived. Like, the packaging was really light. And when I opened it up, I was kind of worried that it might have been damaged. But everything was just, you know, really well done. And for their first production, everything's really solid. The art really pops and it looks really nice. Um, I haven't had a chance to go through the rule book or anything like that. But... Uh, from a development standpoint, it looks fantastic and delivered in a pretty decent amount of time. Um, if you're looking for this one, you're going to have to go to Kickstarter to look for it. Strangely, they don't have a BGG entry, so uh, just go to Kickstarter and look up Sharks Feeding Frenzy. I feel like there's some irony that a Loud Cats production would make a Feeding Frenzy Sharks <laughs> right. board game, but I like it. I love the tagline for this, too. A game of seafood, eat food, and... It says beat enemies, but the B is crossed out, so it's eat friends. Ah, look at that. Yes. I like it. <laughs> now, there's another game on here, and it's weird because I feel like I know the publishers, and <laughs> it's not by Game of Thrones because it has dragons, 
Dice of Dragons? Yes. Josh, do you know this? I I just, I don't... Yeah. Okay. And that was my special delivery last time. So oh. Well, we've been hits. getting it out to more people, so I've, I've seen th- people th- starting to play. I thought you were delivering to yourself. Uh, well, I did have one delivered to me, yes. <laughs> That's a video we have to make. <laughs> Sean knocking on his own door and being like, hey, Sean, it's Sean. <laughs> you should yell at yourself about it being late or something. Uh, don't be late. <laughs> okay, Sean, I won't be late. <laughs> I didn't mean right now. In the video. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> so yeah, so Dice of Dragons is definitely going out, and, and uh, we're still in the process of sending games out to everybody, so if you're, uh, you haven't got yours, it's likely on the way, but uh, yeah, everybody's, I've been seeing posts online, people playing it and having fun and stuff. That's, That's awesome. really cool to see. I For those who don't know, that. how many dragons are in the Dice of Dragons? Well, let's see. There's six cards plus the base game. There's like six or seven dragons that are in this game. So there's a lot of extra stuff that you can get. Do plus you have there's some extras? Ooh, do you have a favorite dragon though? Do I have a favorite dragon? Fire dragon, um, ice dragon. I actually like the acid dragon because it's acid like, dragon. It's really mean and it it chews away all of the extra gold that you're trying to get. So it just makes it tougher and tougher as the game goes on. The dragon that chews away gold <laughs> and attacks. Am I shocked that that's Sean's favorite dragon? I am not. Sean likes punishment. He yes. does like punishment. Well, moving along. Josh, do you have any more games? I had one more. One delivery. more game. Okay, well, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to get my friend. He's in the other room. Special delivery. <laughs> ah! He's angry. Uh, my game topper... Add-ons. Ah, the Game Toppers. Great company. So for when we uh, travel to cons or just want more tables at my house, I got a <laughs> uh, I got a Watson Game Topper, which is thirty-eight by fifty, which is the second biggest size. I no, I don't think that so. is shocking I think because that is a huge is the topper. Biggest and Sherlock's the second biggest. I like oh. that the Sherlock is the second biggest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have the new accessory I got was the leaf, turning it into a 74 by 38. Of course. See? You see how he did that subtly? It's not the biggest, <laughs> but when you add the leaf I just got. <laughs> well, the great thing about the leaf is Sean also has the Watson table. I do. So when we're going to play a bigger game and we're going to play at Sean's house, I can just bring the leaf over. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, my friend came over to BJ's house over the weekend. And he was playing a board game with you, Josh, I believe. He was. Which we'll talk about at some point. But he goes up and you know, we're in, you're in the dining room you know, when we walk in. And he, my, my friend looks and he goes, wow, that's a big game table. <laughs> Where's the <laughs> dining room table? And BJ just looks at me and goes, this is the dining room table. <laughs> and I'm just like, welcome class. to our life. <laughs> well, that's funny because BJ has the Mycroft. And he also has a 24-inch leaf for that. So... It gets even bigger. I didn't know the Transformers could add another Transformer <laughs> on to get even bigger. Have you not heard of the Constructicons? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> if you can, if you was if you can build it, they will come. <laughs> the gamers. Yeah, uh, that's Game Toppers. Love everything they do. All the play mats are beautiful. I got three to come with since change the table side, and of course needed had to have some more play mats. Of course, on top. Uh, it came in a really good time because this was their 3.5 Kickstarter. They pretty much had a lot of it. They were just sort of waiting on some components that still needed production. So they ran another little Kickstarter to get them through. And They're the really one Kickstarter that not only responds and sends immediately, but will quite uh, honestly tell you everything that's happening and then most likely send it to you early anyways, even on the time. Like They give you like almost like that, you know, that you give someone like a, a time that you know you're not going to meet. 
They're like, oh, we're going to be there in six months, and they send it to you in three, and you're like, that's weird. And usually, it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, they, Berkey, he's just like an amazing guy, and he's honest and fair, and love every bit of it. They're really good at communication too. Uh, I had a a something happen with my game topper, and I contacted them, and they told me like how to fix it, and it was basically it was something I could fix at home, which was nice. I didn't have to wait for a, a replacement, and they were right. Like the fix that they told me to do, 100% worked, and it's been solid and great. That's funny because I would have expected they would have been like, all right, well, what you're gonna need to do is you go in your shed, you're gonna have to get out your saw, <laughs> and you're like, oh, guys, I, all I have is meatballs in there. There's no saw. <laughs> There's poor board games. Can I fix it? With more board games. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys. That's awesome. Uh, it sounds like you have some uh, great Kickstarter games that came in, and of course, not only Kickstarter but crowdfunded because we have what, three, four websites now. I feel like that you can go to to find games to back, which means, of course, we probably have a lot more that are coming up. Yeah, yeah. But we should talk about games we played first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. Who writes this stuff? I mean, come on. You know what happens when you click your phone and your phone deletes half of the information on it because you're not looking and you accidentally hit the delete button? That would be me right now because we do have games played. Josh, you are 100% correct. We do get to play them every now and then. Occasionally. After I reloaded the app, it loaded. Sometimes we play it correctly. Sometimes. Sometimes. And just like me, sometimes you delete half of your resources and then you end the game on turn one. (laughs) I've played Great Western Trail and that's what I always do. Oh, my God. You show me that that game and... (laughs) <laughs> that game is there, great. There's, I just can't win. Wasn't there one time that you won? Yeah, I was playing with like children. Oh, so, okay. Well, I mean. that's right. <laughs> hey, that's just where he needs to be. Okay. <laughs> it was a tune-up game. I had to crush some children. You gotta, you know, pump yourself up. You're like, Josh, you could still do it. You could still play board games. Yeah, and then afterwards, I went and played Sean and Lost again. Yeah, perfect. I don't know why that that game is like it works for me. I don't know. You just connect. Yeah. It's not even a game we played, but hey, we should. Always. That is one of the games on my list to play that has not been played yet. Soon. Okay. Soon. What are you doing later? Well, I'm probably (laughs) going to be playing the game. (laughs) Oh, Josh, what have you played? Uh, Well, me and Sean got a chance to play a new one called 3000 Scoundrels. This sounds like a Sean game. This one is by designer Corey Kanitska and from Unexpected Games. How unexpected was this game? I didn't know anything about it until I saw it on the shelf. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> All right, now let me guess. Hmm. Who won? Josh is wearing his storm. Or no, I mean, Josh. Sean is wearing his stormtrooper helmet, and he has a big smile on his face. So I'm going to go with Sean won. I did not. Oh, <laughs> he came in second place on that game. Josh, what happened? Sean, what happened? I actually came in second place on that game. Wait. Oh, that was the game I came in third place. That's yep. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many scoundrels are in this room right now? How many? There's at least two. 3,000. My bluff was called. (laughs) Uh, So in this game, now it is billed as a card crafter. It's not a card crafter. There are some laminated cards. It provides variability, and there are 3,000 combinations of scoundrels you can make. You, uh, at the beginning of the game, you put, you sleeve all these um, traits or jobs, one or the other. And then when you set up to play the game, you put um, people in them. So you might end up with the corrupt sheriff, the nuclear-powered barber. (laughs) Dangerous. The the radioactive miner, as in coal miner. Whatever miner he wants to mine, radioactivity, (laughs) sure. Yeah. 
Um, so it makes these awesome combinations, and they're they're funny and cool. But what you're doing is it's all a bluffing game. You're trying to thematically get these safes that have alien tech in it, future tech, whatever tech, and you have to get it before the feds show up to to take all the tech, confiscate it, Men in Black style. Ooh, I like this. And it's in the Old West. So you could, I had Preston Kane, and he's going to rob the bank and get money to go buy tech and rob, uh, steal safes and stuff. And when you play, you play, you have a set of seven poker cards. You play a card into a position, and then people have to decide whether you're bluffing or not. You're bluffing. I call. So you put a token on the card. Well, you would put one of your tokens on my card and to signify you think I'm lying about the card I played. I will then do the actions for the slot, uh, potentially look at, scout out some safes, see what's in them, and then I could further bluff and say, oh, yeah, this is totally a seven-pointer. I'm coming back for this one, and I'm going to get it, and I'll get extra points. I'm going to mark it as a seven-pointer. I'm just telling you guys that's what it is truly, and it could be a two, and you go try to take it from me, and you just got two points instead of seven. So it's like Men in Black when I wanted the really big, fancy alien gun, and they gave me that little, what, pipsqueak shooter that uh, Will Smith gets? <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and then uh, you buy a new scoundrel, or you go see to the sheriff's office and get your henchman out of jail. And then uh, you reveal uh, at the end of you, you can back up a second. You do this four times. Everybody's going to play four cards. At the end of that, that's the end of the day. Then you go through card by card, and any card that has a token, because somebody thought you were lying about what you played, you reveal that. Now, if you didn't lie and you played the card, their henchman goes to jail. That's something they're going to have to work out getting out later. If you did lie, you lose reputation, they gain reputation, which is another way to get points in the game. That makes sense. So it's just it's kind of a light bluffing game. You, you get out what you put in. If you really just want to mess with people constantly, you can just say whatever you want. You can lie, all that. So. so let me guess, Sean. Yes. Did you do a lot of bluffing? Um, I didn't do as much as people thought. I caught a lot of people thinking that I was bluffing. You were a good reputation man in the there, wild, wild west. Ironically, the times that, most of the times that I actually was straight up lying, nobody called me on it. And the times that they thought I was lying, I was 100% honest. <laughs> what? I am shocked. You play over three days, quote unquote. And for the first day... I purposely never lied, but I also never called anybody out because I was trying to read some tells if I could. Ah, so you got the honest sheriff in you that day. Well, since it's a sheriffy type game, I was like, okay, well, maybe this can work. It didn't work for Sean. It didn't work for Aaron. It totally just crushed Steven. We yeah. were all calling him. He cannot bluff for <laughs> oh, no. nothing. He's just like, yeah, he's lying. Put, it, put your tokens on. Harry, put your tokens this on. is a five-ish. <laughs> what? <laughs> he kept like putting his cards down face up or dropping them on the table. Or just, like, It's really um, hard to bluff when you put your cards down face up. It's true. It's There's true. that. <laughs> yeah, because it's the Every card basically gives you a, a special action that you can take, like the ace and two let you scout uh, scout different um, places where you can go like, well, you know, what's the value of this? Uh, a six basically lets you activate certain character cards. Uh, a five lets you just straight up steal one of the one of the valuables that are out there, whether you know what it is or not, you can just take it. So you're kind of looking at what people are doing, like, well, they did that last turn. They might have that card again. 
Are they trying to say that they did it or not? What was the coolest piece of alien tech that you guys ended up getting? Oh, it was silly stuff like an iPhone and That's pretty powerful <laughs> it was more back future then. Tech than, <laughs> yeah, with no power. Yeah. But and but they renamed them so I had a uh wireless switch. It was a remote control for a, like an RC car. <laughs> <laughs> did you try to turn other players off? Turn off, dang it. No. Uh Sean had a whirly bird. Yes, I had a whirly bird, which was basically <laughs> it's a drone. A drone. Oh, <laughs> that would be handy. <laughs> The art is really, really good on it. The thing that kind of impressed me was the the story is that someone came from the future and you know brought all this stuff with them, basically our time. And the back of each player board has a special comic that talks about your character and their involvement with this guy. So everybody's comic is kind of unique and tells a story. Um, and then the art... So you've got um, a special character ability. of two different abilities. You choose one of them. You slot it in, and you see your character art on the board. And when you slot the card over the top of it, you still see that art. But what they did was they ghosted the art into the background of the card. So it now looks like your character's standing behind their ability. Oh, that's pretty There's, there's a lot of like really small things like that that just make it really pop and really feel really cool. Very engaging, yeah. Immersive, yeah. as we yeah. like to say. And the, the the clear cards they did, the art is amazing. It's funny because you could be slotting in this skinny dude, and when he slots into his character, now suddenly he's this 400-pound robot thing. And it's like, <laughs> or you get a cow <laughs> that covers up someone. He had a horse that completely <laughs> just covered up the lady. That half was, man, half lady, <laughs> half horse. <laughs> I think they just wanted you to have a horse. Ah, that's fair. I do like horses. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good. Yep, it was really good. I, I, I'd i say seven. A seven? That's yeah. solid. I could see lots of room for a fun expansion. Yeah. And you know what expansions do? Yeah, they expand. They expand. <laughs> <laughs> they give you more characters to slot in. Now I could <gasps> slot in a war elephant, maybe. 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 <laughs> a lot of elephants in the Old West, but okay. I'll find one. <laughs> Maybe that's my guy. He's a horse wrangler turned elephant wrangler. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lonely um, job. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> there's a market for elephants. Maybe. Uh, moving along. Uh, <laughs> what so, about one more game that you guys have played? I get to go to Dice Fest. Oh, Play yes. We Flying talked about Frog. Dice Fest. Yes. And we had a blast. It was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they had a shooting gallery that was a three-room shooting gallery. Basically, you got a Nerf gun. You could dress up in some Old West stuff you know, to feel a little more thematic. And they literally had a shooting gallery set up with, uh, with like, there was one part, there was a train that was going by, and they had minis and cards, and you're trying to, like, shoot all these enemies and trying to shoot, like, your specific cards. You get a bonus, and you have a team score based on four people. So you go in with a group. And whoever can get the most points uh, at the end of the con is going to get, you know, some special prizes. Um, there were giant standees that they had set up where you had to, you had to shoot them in specific spots. It was all timer-based, so you're, like, quickly trying to reload your Nerf gun and get as many shots off as you can. Uh, it was, like, really frenetic and crazy, but it was just super, super fun. Um, we also had a, uh, a great time playing the giant-sized version of... Uh, it's the conquest of planet Earth. So that's where um, each player is a, an alien that's come in to invade Earth, and you're going out and you're trying to claim these areas. You're basically like blasting them down and getting victory points. Uh, you can come over and like steal someone else's if they left, you know, their alien ships away. A lot of take that kind of stuff. We were messing with each other. Really, really interactive game. Well, the guy that taught us 
said uh, apparently the people that had played before him that he taught they were like they were really passive and you know they didn't really want to attack each other and you're like you guys just went for the throat like right out of the gate which I did I was playing with my buddy uh, Sean Harold and uh, two other friends. And I just, I went at Sean. I'm like, I'm just going to just play all these cards, mess with him. Like, he's trying to go for a single victory point, and I block him. Like, just silly stuff, just to, you know, make it all crazy. Sean on Sean violence? Yes. <laughs> so, to make this giant size, they have huge minis, huge cards, uh, but they also have these big, giant foam dice. So, whenever you go into attack, you can attack another player and try and, you know, kick them out of the spot and take over their area. Uh, when Sean and I started doing attacks, we would... We would stand up from the table, walk over to a big empty space, and then take our foam dice and then chuck them at each other and see what we rolled. <laughs> so we had some great shots of uh, dice like hurling at each other. And that's what they were meant for. <laughs> yes, exactly. We played this one on stream. They loaned it to us. Uh, Extra Life Year 3 for us. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. Did anyone get injured in the throwing of a dice? <laughs> no, because we did make the mistake of playing it like the... 6 a.m. hour, so we were... <laughs> you were more falling over onto the dice. We were hoping to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> Get some sleep that way. Those are two awesome things to have at a convention type thing. I mean, I, Nerf guns never get old. I mean, you yeah. could give me one right now and I'd start shooting Sean or Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great time, though. Yeah. I assume you did more board gaming than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We played Shadows of Brimstone. We played a... The giant-sized version of Fortune and Glory, which I unfortunately lost at that. Uh, the whole convention was really fun. They really amped it up from their previous conventions. So I'm excited to see where this goes for next year. Like, hopefully it'll still be at the same place. And uh, as far as I know, they were planning on doing more stuff. They had a, When they first walked in, uh, it was really cool. They had a big saloon set up. So it was at the, um, at the hotel over in, in Bellevue, so where Dragonflight normally is. So you walk in, and the first thing you're presented with is this giant Old West saloon. And you could get a, a clear um, uh, special Dice Fest-themed mug. And if you bought the mug, you got unlimited root beer. And they had two different flavors of root beer that they had specially brewed. Specially brewed? Specially brewed for Dude. the convention. It <laughs> was so good. That's so you just dangerous. Went, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. How many cups did you have? Mugs full, I guess, actually. I think I had four or five. 67-ish? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's that... free root beer. Like, after you buy the, this, like, cool glass mug, like, heavy mug, it was, yeah. What a great Sean, idea. Sean's not a big soda drinker anymore, but and I, wish yet... I couldn't make it this year, but I would have, like, just been by the tap. You would have bathed in it. <laughs> <laughs> you would have so become good. one with the root beer. I would have. <laughs> oh, that's awesome to hear. Those guys at Flying Frogs have always been so great. I mean, yeah. and the, the games are always awesome. And yeah, Nerf guns, root beer. Board games. Yeah. Sounds like you had a good uh, weekend there, Sean. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, moving along from great board games you have now to great board games you could have in the future. That's a tradition, everybody. both. Or both. Ooh, spoiler. Well, yeah, that, okay, fair. For now, crowdfunded <laughs> games. What do we got coming up over the horizon? Well, the first one, uh, this was <laughs> this was a big one. Uh, this is Osworn Into the Deepwood. This is the second edition of Oathsworn because, uh, well, people still want it. It's been heavily praised. I'm going to let Josh talk a little bit heavily about Heavily praised. That. It's amazing. <laughs> it's the most amazing amazingness ever. That's so much amazingness, I can't wait to hear about it. Okay, so we heard our review. Yes. We've watched other reviews, and everybody at the time was like, yeah, definitely on the list for Game of 2022. Game of 2022. Now the reviews are coming back Game of All Time. What? People are putting it on their all-time lists. And just sitting here, I refreshed the stats when I looked at this yesterday, and its rank climbed 
uh, about 30 steps. 30 overnight. steps up that ladder. Yeah. Where we, are they at now? When we reviewed it last month, it was 990. Now it's 516 overall rank. But more importantly, its average rank is the highest on BGG of all time. It's sitting at a 9.3. And for those of you who don't know, Josh, quick little with some synopsis. What is the game? Uh, just like amazingness in a box. <laughs> no, it is a uh, story-driven game, campaign style, but it's not a dungeon crawl. So first you go through this story, and it's engaging, and it's edited, or not edited, uh, narrated by James Cosmo, Game of Thrones fan, fan, Game of Thrones actor. You need to make lots of choices in, in the story progression as well, like they yeah. present you different options. You have to choose like which path you're going to take because you can't do everything. So you have to I decide which way this. you're going to go. Oh, but yeah. There's other story games, and they just kind of drone on. This does not. It's a few paragraphs, some instructions, a few paragraphs, some choices. It's super engaging. Now, so you go to the encounter mode, and now you're playing cards using this battle flow system and these ability cards. And it's 100% cooperative. But they do not restrict you on how you want to cooperate. You want to take three turns? Take three turns. Next person can go. You can come back in. There's no passing. You do run out of animus. Eventually, the monsters get their turn, and they can be incredibly tough. And the longer they're there, the tougher they get. But the choices they give you, there's some dice rolling, but you don't have to roll dice. You can use cards if you're a more deterministic-style player. It's you just, can do both? Yeah, you can do both. You can switch back and forth. It's it's great. It's a great game that just gives you so much freedom to be tactical and to make choices that really you really feel. And the story points, they're real decisions. They're consequences. So I'm a little confused then. Game of the Year comes out 2022. We're still in 2022. How does this game get a Kickstarter? <laughs> what are you getting? Well, what you're getting is a whole lot of stuff. So um, as Josh said, you can get the minis, but uh, the base pledge on this is 125, and that's going to get you the standee version. Uh, so you'll still get all the gameplay and all that kind of stuff. There's a crap ton in this game uh, from a story you know, perspective. Lots of games you're going to be playing. You're going to be playing this for quite a while. Um, from a campaign game, though, you can bring in other people. So let's say the three of us are playing. Joey, you're out one week. Maybe you're not feeling well. You're just you got other stuff to do. We can have another player come in and take over your spot with a new character and level them up to where we are very quickly. That's so convenient. You're not locked into a specific group. And for those that have this game, if you back at the $1 pledge level, you get instant access to the add-ons. And they have a bundled together $96 pledge level, essentially, that you get the second printing uh, fixes, because first printing always has some errors. Yeah. They are tweaking some things, but they're all asking, they're also adding in cloth Oathsworn bags, mm -hmm. which is great, new set of custom dice, dice trays, uh, little new content, but. So there is, I already backed it, I just want the new stuff. There's that pledge level, so you're not having to get a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah. Now, the armory, there was, we noticed, there's some of the characters that don't hold together super tight. They've gone back. They tweaked it. You do. You would have to buy another set of armory because you, you could glue your old ones together. They don't care. It's fine. But the new ones are tweaked to be even tighter and not have the problems. There's two characters they may have had big problems, but... They, they fixed it. They're listening to the people, and they fixed it. Yeah. 
if you want the version with the minis and the mixtry boxes, that's two twenty five, and uh, three seventy five gets you the all in, which gets you extra expansions and all the minis and all and the art book and metal coins and the dice tray and all that all that goodness. I'm going to expect whatever their pledge goal was has been far uh, surpassed. So their pledge goal was fifty k, which. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely cresting over that. So that's uh, they're almost at two point. Well, they're almost at two million. It's one point nine million. Two right million. Now. Yes, I'll go with fifty k. <laughs> well, how about two million? And over thirteen thousand backers. They're almost at fourteen thousand backers. And they did put in an update. If they get to two million, there's going to be a thing. Or elephant. Oh, snap. We don't know what thing. <laughs> I there needs to be some elephant monster in the deep wood. Yeah. You can submit those. You can submit enemy ideas. Hey, guys. I really like elephants. <laughs> I don't know how you can bring them into your story, but like maybe a ghost elephant. <laughs> this one ends on November 15th. There's plenty of time to jump in and, and see all the craziness that's going on with this because, yeah, this is definitely uh, the hotness uh, game for sure. Awesome. Well, what else do we got, Sean? Uh, this one's an interesting one. I, I love the production on this. Uh, it's called We're Sinking by Ludimus Games. Uh, We're Sinking is a game where you're competing to see basically who's going to stay on this boat the longest. Your your boat is literally sinking, and they have a three-dimensional boat that sits on the table, and you remove layers of that boat to simulate that it's going underwater, which is really cool looking. Um, you're fighting amongst each other, and you're trying to not drown and trying to get treasure. Uh, so it's definitely kind of a push-your-luck element in this as well. Uh, plays in 45 to 90 minutes, three to six players. Really cool-looking game. Uh, they had a 42K goal, and they're currently at 56K with about 900 backers. Um, it's only $45 for the base game, and the production value on this, based on you know what they're showing in the Kickstarter, it looks phenomenal. Like that, The ship alone just looks incredible. Uh, but really nice art, uh, nice player mats with uh, tokens and cards and all that kind of stuff. So this looks like a really good price for uh, if you're into that sort of you know style of game. You know, Sean, you've really struck me as a uh, Leonardo DiCaprio type uh, character. <laughs> so um, we're going to need you to go ahead and go down with the ship this time. <laughs> No room on the door, buddy. <laughs> no. Uh, if you want the base game, it's forty-five. If you want the base game plus an expansion that they have, it's sixty-five. This ends on October thirtieth, so uh, definitely get in and check this one out. Looks really cool. Awesome. Uh, let's up is matches. Hey, matches, matches. I know this game. Yes. This is going to be ending on October twenty-fifth, so uh, it's coming up soon. Uh, we've got about four thousand backers right now. Ooh. 4,000 backers, I'm sorry, uh, $4,000 <laughs> of oh. our $6,000 goal, and uh, we got about 160 backers or so. Uh, so we're getting pretty close to getting it. Uh, the 48-hour notice is going to be going up soon. Um, $20 for the game. So Matches is a game that is, uh, I like to say, trick-taking adjacent. So some people don't like trick-taking games because they're very limiting in what you play. Uh, Joy, you play a five, and I have to match that, right? In matches, whatever number you set, uh, that's a number that everybody has to meet, but you can meet it in a number of different ways. There's wild cards that you can play. Uh, you can play a card face down as a one in order to boost your number up to be able to hit that number. Um, you're trying to stay in the longest. Whoever stays in the longest is going to get points on the card. However, if you play sets on your side and you have to pass, then you get points for the pairs that you've played. So there's a little bit of like, well, do I want to 
play a match of this card, like you played a seven. If I play a seven, that adds a point to the card. Do I want to do some stuff? Do I think I can stay in the longest and get the most points? Or do I just want to play pairs, get some points, and get out and try and build a really good hand because the first person that goes out is going to lead for the next game? Oh, that's fun. Um, we also have these burn cards. Uh, people that have played it on stream um, have you know talked about it, and everybody really likes the burn cards a lot. Um, the burn cards add a lot more craziness to the game. So burn cards, you spend your points, and you get to do these things immediately. Things like, uh, I'm going to change, you played a seven. Well, there's a burn card out there that lets me change that number to any number that I want. I got a bunch of fours in my hand, so now that number's a four. All your plans are ascended. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm shocked that the game of matches has burning in it. Yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the burn cards definitely add a lot more chaos, a lot of more player action and craziness. Uh, but you can play whichever way you want. So we want to give people the option. So uh, And it's $20 for the game. So there's a lot of gameplay here, a lot of variability. Uh, plays up to six players. So uh, definitely get in and check that one out. Matches. Matches. Um, we're going to jump over to the world of GameFound. And now. shockingly enough, GameFound has games. GameFound has games. Uh, so there was a game that we talked about last time, Escape from New York, and there was the preview for that. It hadn't launched yet. Well, Escape from New York is now officially launched. Just like the movie, you're escaping New York. You are escaping New York. Yeah, definitely theme to the game. For, to the game. Theme to the movie. And uh, this is by Kevin Wilson. Uh, it's a one-to-four player game. Semi-cooperative. So you're kind of working together, but, you know, if you can get something out for yourself, you're, you're going to do that. Uh, plays in about 60 minutes. They had a goal of 39K, and uh, they're at 173K of their, of their goal. It's listed in Euro. So this is a publisher that's over in the uh, European lands that is publishing this. Um, they have well, about 1,600 backers right now. So they've got quite a few people that are interested in this. It looks really cool. Um, E, a kind of adventure style game, uh, lots of stuff that is pulled directly from the movie, you know, pictures and whatnot. Looks really cool. Um, this is $57 for the core game, $73 for the hero version. In the hero version, you're going to get minis, and uh, there's a, some heroes that come with the game that aren't in the base game, so you're going to get those added in as well. So this is like kind of the juiced up version of the game. Got to get the juiced up version. The juiced up version. Uh, if you want the all-in, which comes with a playmat and some extra expansions and uh, all the extra stretch goals and all that, that's 122 So pretty pretty wide range, you know, what you want to do as far as price. But it uh, looks really cool. This is going to be ending on November 8th. Escape from New York. And lastly, Sean. Uh, lastly from GameFound is TrickShot. Uh, this is the second edition of TrickShot. Uh, Trickshot is a hockey game. So it is the game I'm thinking of with the little dudes where you like slap the puck in, right? Yes. Asterisk. So this is a more like <laughs> modern version of that. <laughs> uh, so you actually have minis that you're moving around, um, a puck that you're trying to move around using cards. Your characters have different abilities. Uh, it's two to four players, so you can actually play together as teams. Uh, you know, two players on one team, two players on another. The cool thing about this is, yes, they have minis, but they also have pre-painted minis. So if you're like me and couldn't paint your way out of a wet paper sack, uh, you can get some really cool-looking minis uh, for your game. 
I end up with more paint on myself than I do the minis. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, they're looking for about 29K, and they're at 147K. So they're definitely, you know, finding this. Uh, lots of stretch goals that they're adding in. Uh, there's a cool, like, referee mini. And I saw someone posting, because this is a second printing. So the game's already out there, and people are really liking it. They're giving it some really good reviews. Some people are like, I really wish I had the referee mini, like, this adds more to the ambiance. Oh, yeah. So that's something you can get in there. Uh, it's $58 for the base pledge and uh, $87 for the pre-painted. So pre-painted minis for an $87? That's really not that that's bad. Really price. Yeah, for sure. Um, and for $87, you also get the um, extra dice with that. Um, and like I said, the referee mini and some other stuff. So pretty cool. Uh, this is going to be ending on November 17th. So if you want some good hockey action, get in and check this one out. If you want to check your friends into the, uh, into the board. <laughs> game. Game board. I'm gunning. Uh, we have one last one. Yes. One last place. Venture into uh, the world of Backer Kit. Backer Kit? Yes. Okay. So Backer Kit is still pretty new. Like, they're listing it as beta on their platform, but they have some pretty big names in there. And Greater Than Games is up on Backer Kit, and they're doing an expansion to their game Spirit Island. Now, Spirit Island is a game that... Uh, a lot of people have played. It's pretty highly regarded. It's a fully cooperative game. Uh, Spirit Island is a game where you are you represent spirits on this island. There are people that are trying to come in and trying to uh, kind of take over the island and cultivate it and whatnot. No, you're not having any of that. You're trying to defend the island. You want to keep it pristine and, and protect the local inhabitants, uh, which is kind of a unique spin on that whole concept. Um, this is a a cooperative game, but they solve the uh, the quarterback issue by it's a really tough game. Oh, There's boy. a lot for you to focus on. You can't focus on your stuff and be worried about everybody else. Like there's just way too much for you to kind of like try and do that. So that's that's their quarterbacking solve. You got a lot of mental space. You just got to be focused on what you're doing. That's smart. Yeah, uh, it's a definitely a heavier game. So if you like you know, really meaty uh, cooperative games that are to really challenge you uh, intellectually. This is a really good one. People are just raved about it. Um, their goal was 40K, and they're at 716K. These people really know how to shoot for the moon, huh? Yeah. So it's called Spirit Island Nature Incarnate. So what it is is um, more spirits, uh, more mechanics, uh, more stuff that you're going to be adding into the game. A lot more variability. Pledge levels for this are uh, $55 for the base game. That just gets you the expansion plus some foils. Uh, if you want the base game plus some foils and some cool wooden tokens that they've made, uh, that's 90 And if you want absolutely everything that they've ever made for Spirit Island. You've never picked up the game, but you're really interested. You're like, I want the whole shebang. Uh, it's 470 that gets you a bunch of expansions, the core game, all the foils, all the tokens, all the cards, just tons and tons and tons of stuff. So uh, that's something you can check out. That's uh, going to be ending on November 17th. So check it out. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on another amazing episode of BJJ's Geek Nation Board Game Alliance. As you know, we've talked about a lot of games, but if you join us next week, we will be talking about the toy or the game toy Hall of Fame nominees. How close was I? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but until then, Josh, play nice. <laughs>